This morning we have the honor and the privilege of hearing from Louis St. Germain, and he's going to be preaching out of Luke chapter 12 this morning. So let's turn in our Bibles to Luke chapter 12, verse 27. And we'll be reading through verse 34. Luke chapter 12, verses 27 through 34. Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 27. Consider the lilies, how they grow, and they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you are to eat or what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you have need of them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Let's take a moment to be seated and reflect together on God's word. This is our second week in our missions month. Our theme has been Rise, Touch Your World. Last week we talked, we talked about how God was touching the world in Harvard High School. This week we saw how God is touching our, our, the young people in our church and letting them see the world from, your, from his, God's perspective. And there are people that have risen and have stepped out on faith and seen God work. Today, we're going to hear from Louis St. Germain. Our focus is a little bit different this weekend. It's been our, our, it's been our Haiti weekend. Louis St. Germain is the national director for El Shaddai's Ministries International. That is a ministry that Christ Community partners with. We support, them, uh, we support a church in Port Salud, Haiti, on a monthly basis, and we use our funds to help uh, pay their pastor. We help them build their church in Haiti. I've had the opportunity this weekend to be his liaison. And the benefit to that is that you get all the side conversations. And so this is a man and his family as well is a family and a man of vision. Their ministry in Haiti has been there for almost over 60 years, begun by his father. And their family's vision for reaching over 8 million people. 8 million people. And it's more than just a big, just an overarching vision. It's a plan, it's a strategy, it's things to implement. And what's cool about watching them is that we get to be a part of what God is doing in Haiti on the, micro, on the macro level, but also on a micro level. Uh, he's a great man of vision, but also he's an incredible man of humility. And that is what I've appreciated about this weekend is that Lewis has had, been able to cast this vision, but also he is a godly man who is very humble because he knows that God's the one who gives it. So we're grateful for you being here with us, Lewis. Thank, Thank you very you. much, Mark. Brothers and sisters, I greet you in the name of Jesus. Uh, usually when we say that in Haiti, the body of Christ say, Amen. 
<laughs> I bring greetings from my wife, Martina, a great woman that the Lord placed in my life for the past 25 years. And uh, the Lord blessed us with seven children. And uh, she could not make it this year, but next time you will have the privilege of having her and she will sing for you. Yeah, she has a beautiful voice. Thank you for having us. We give thanks and glory for the work you're doing here at uh, Wilmington, a nice city. I have the privilege to visit. I really feel honored to be among you. Thank you, Pastor, Pastor Paul, for the invitation, Mark, for everything that you, you did. You put together this visit. May God bless this church, the elders, the deacon, and each members. Thank you for your, for your support, uh, spiritual and financial support. ESMI is a 501c3 organization working in development work in Haiti. Uh, our organization is building, was built on, on 4E covenant evangelism. Wherever we go, we first we start a church evangelism. We break the power of darkness and then we lay the foundation of the church of God. And uh, the second E, it's education. When we finish to build a church, we need a school because, you know, Haiti, 72% of the people are illiterate. We fight illiteracy with the Bible, teaching the word of God, transforming lives, teaching, um, training leaders, training men in order to take over the leadership of the villages. And uh, the, the third E is empathy. Trying to help the widows and also those who are in needed, mostly most, those who are in need, mostly the children. We have eight orphanages in those eight areas where we have uh, orphanages. We have also a widow ministry uh, really strong. We praise the Lord for the way that he is using your church to help us maintain a church and uh, a village at Posalu. And the fourth E is economic development. We realize that uh, when we finish to build a church, we build a school, we build, we build a clinic, we need to keep it running. And it is not good to come back to you all the time to ask you for money. So we need some work down in Haiti to maintain it, let go. So this is the way that uh, ESMI is, or, or is operated in Haiti. So we ask for God to bless you more. And then we are so glad for the opportunity that we have to have you with us. ESMI always sees every opportunity which present to him to do the work. And this weekend, it's an opportunity that we have. And thank you um, for being there for us. Um, now we're going to share the word of God. I have 35 minutes in Haiti. We used to have uh, one hour and a half. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're going to try to <laughs> fit it in 35 minutes. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was really amazed well, with the... The worship, thank you very much, uh, uh, Pastor David. We feel the grace of God. Sam, uh, the, the worship team, thank you very much. We feel lifted to the throne of God.
And uh, the presence of God is in this church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The, the, the passage that Pastor Mark just read with us, it's, uh, uh, in this passage, we're going to find the word of God this morning. We're going to try to consider the theory of the no worry, the theory of no worry, no worry theory. According to the word of, of God, we see in Luke chapter 12, verse 27 to 34. But we're going to consider the context of this passage. We're going to start from the beginning of this chapter, trying to see exactly what Jesus wanted to, te- to teach us this morning. Jesus, Jesus is the word of God, and he becomes flesh. As you know, the Lord, our God. He created the word with his word. And then after he sent this word on earth and the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus was, is, and will always be the word of God. So Jesus, when he was on earth, he tried to teach the disciple. He taught the disciple about God and about the kingdom of God. And it is not, and it was an easy job, because sometimes uh, it is difficult for us to understand the spiritual things. And Jesus, as the Word of God, never lies; always tell the truth, and He is the truth, the truth, and that means He is reliable. Whenever He says something, you can count on Him, and it will come true. When God created the the, the universe. He created also all, all the fruits, the trees. He created a big garden and he placed the men and women in this garden. As you remember, Adam and Eve, they sinned against God. They were rebellious. And God, God tell them, do not eat from the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. And then they eat from it. And they were, uh, they become dead spiritually dead and God had to cast them away from the garden because if they stayed in the garden they will have the possibility to eat from the, the, the tree of life which was in the garden they will live forever so the Lord keep them away from this tree of life and Jesus become this tree of life for us when we when he came to the world everyone who have access to Jesus you can you can live again so jesus is is precious to us to humanity so when he speaks he speaks life and everybody who who take the time to spend time with jesus to to spend time in in his word you regain life you 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 revive so jesus wanted to teach his disciple not to be worried so he gathered them together and then he started to talk to them. We find this course, this lesson that Jesus wanted to teach his disciples about no worry in the chapter 12 of Luke. In the, in the very beginning of this chapter, in, verse on, in, in, the, in, the fourth, in the fourth verse, Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that cannot do no more. So Jesus wanted to, to be clear on something. He wanted to say that to them that men 
and the devil, they are limited. There is a powerful being beyond men and the devil and evil powers that was con- that was more powerful. So Jesus wanted to stress the full power of God on humanity. We have a powerful God. And he has the power to destroy not only our body but also our soul. So so he's a good, good master. He knows exactly what's going on in humanity, in our, in our mindset. In verse 6, he continues, he said, Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. He said, he continues, he said, Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Each one of our hair got a number on them. <laughs> I got some hair, but some people get many hair. <laughs> some get few. But it's pretty complicated because we have on one side a powerful God and the other side we have a controlling God. He's in control of all the details. He, he, he knows when, we, when you're combing your hair and he said that, okay, you're going to lose number 1,000,000.5. <laughs> you just lose number 2000.1 <laughs> he knows everything and he's in control so it is very important for Jesus to, to, to stress those two principles before he teach to, to his disciples the, the theory of no worry so for us to be no worry means for, uh, we need to know that first God is a powerful God and God not only is a powerful God, but also is in control. He's in control all the time. He never sleeps. He's, he he controls our lives. He controls uh, when we go out, when we, get, when we come in. He, 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 he has the power to decide in, to, to take any decisions in our lives. So Jesus, while he was teaching the disciples, someone in the crowd just said, Teacher! Tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. <laughs> and Jesus was talking about some spiritual thing. And this man asked a question about material things. Jesus take, take it sometimes and Jesus replied to him, watch out. And verse 14, Jesus said to the man who said, who asked him to tell his brother to divide the inheritance with him, Jesus tell him, watch out. <laughs> it is a good, good word. Watch out because there is danger. There is danger to be a- a- attached to the material world. If you attach with the material world, it will be difficult for God to use his power in your life and also to control your life. And you need God to be powerful in your life and you need God to control your life in order to have no worries. The material things, they cannot bring comfort. They cannot bring peace in people's heart. So Jesus is, is, is warning this man. He said, he said to him, hey, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greeds. <laughs> Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions 
this is this is this is this is really terrible because sometimes we we think that okay i need i need to fix my life i i, I have food for today i need to prep for tomorrow okay not only for tomorrow i will prep for one week i will prep for two weeks i will prep for one month for one year i will prep for two years for five years for 10 years i will prep forever but this is really difficult for Jesus to understand this. If it, it, is, it is not a problem to, to fix our lives, to set up a pattern according to Jesus. But he said that we need to be in our gods against all kind of greed. The life does not consist in, in an abundance of possessions. In verse 20, he said, you fool. That was his direct answer to the person who asked him the question. He said, you fool. The fool is someone who's hurting his head against a wall. A thousand times he will continue to hit his head. You think there's a wall, he bang, there's a wall here. He hit his head, oh, I hurt my head. And he continued, bang. He will try it 1,000 times. <laughs> no stop. This is a fool. Sometimes we act the same. The material things cannot really fulfill our wish. It cannot, we cannot get the satisfaction that we desire in the materials. So Jesus is a good teacher. While he was teaching the disciple about no worries, someone just says something in the crowd and then he knows and he feels comfortable to manage that. To direct it to his teaching. He turned to his disciples then. And said to them. Therefore I tell you. Do not worry about your life. Do not worry about your life. Means do not worry about what you eat. Do not worry. Not only about your life. But also do not worry about your body. What you will wear. Why Jesus say. Tell them that. Because. Two things. God is, is a powerful God. Second thing, God is in control. God is in control. God is powerful. And you're going to see this coming in this passage. In verse 27, we're gonna, you're going to present God as a father. And also you're going to present God as a good shepherd, as a shepherd in this passage. In this passage. The shepherd already take care of the food problem. So why should we worry about what? we're going to eat or our lives if the father is already taking care of the 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 the, 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 the physical problem the clothes that we're going to wear why shouldn't us be worried about why should we be worried about why what we should wear jesus doesn't want his disciple his folk his flock to be worried because they are not like the pagan the pagan world with no shepherd. The pagan world have no shepherd. They are left alone. We are part of, God for, of, of God's flock. No matter the size of the sheep. No matter his weight. No matter his height. Once he's, when the sheep is in God's flock. It, it is a God's flock. It's a sheep. The sheep belong to the God. To God, to the Lord. 
then he will, he will direct it. No matter your stature, no matter your skin color, no matter, no matter your position, your social position, once you are a part of God's flock, he will take good care of you. He will lead you beside quiet waters. He will make you lie down in green pastures, according to Psalms 23. We know, we, all of us know that we, 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 we're facing danger in this world. This is the reason why we need a, 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 a shepherd. The sheep need a shepherd because he's living the, enver- the, the environment. Is it the right way to pronounce it? Environment? It's not easy. <laughs> uh, the environment of the, of, of the sheep is terrible. He's facing danger all the time. There are thieves. There are, there are uh, predators. There are people, uh, we call them mercenaries. Is it the right word? Mercenaries. People want just to kill them for, for, for an organ. He doesn't want the sheep. He just wants an organ. He just want you know, he killed the elephant just for the uh, ivory. He just wants to destroy the life of, of the sheep. This is, this is the way we are in we are living in a falling world. And then uh, the, uh, one of the uh, sisters who came then shared with us that we are living in a, in a, dark, in a dark world. And this darkness, we need a shepherd to lead us. So those, it is so important to, 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 to know that God is in control in our, in our life. To have no worry. He will guide you along the right path for his namesake. He's God. He's in control. Jesus also wants us, want the disciple to know not only they are part of God's folks, God is in control, but they are part of God's family. They are God's children. God is their father. Their father know, knows what they need. The father knows that they need a kingdom, a strong kingdom, a kingdom that will never fall where no thief can come near and no moth can access to destroy. According to verse 32, Jesus is a great master. He wants his disciple to have a piece of the the heart in this falling world. So many times, we said that we are Christians, we are Christians, we are part of God's family, and then we are worried. People ask us, oh, how are you doing? I'm fine. No, it's not, it's not real. It's not true. It's not fine. You have headache. You're taking pills, you know, to, because you, you stress. I understand. We understand that things are going bad, but the Lord will always Control his children's life. He's our father. As human, sometimes we don't have any control. We have no power on our children. But God, he has power. He has control on, on, on his children's life. 
Sometimes us as human, we can, we can have, we have children. I have seven children. But unfortunately, I did not plan to have seven children. <laughs> I need to, I need to, I need to tell you that. It is not by accident because, you know, <laughs> it was my fault. <laughs> but, but it's not like for God. God is in control. Before God and the whole Bible, before God, before the father has a son or the mother has a son as a kid, he will the planet. I need a child to take my sorrow. Look at the way I am, God. Please give me a child. Remember Anna and the temple. She was begging God, praying, lifting her arms. God, give me a son to lift my sorrow, to get... I, I, I feel ashamed. She was crying. And the Lord answered with a child to, to, to be her joy. Like Sarah, Isaac was her joy. And then, as human, sometimes we don't act like this. We just have a child. We just have a child, and then we name a child. We give them uh, any names. But in the Bible, it's not like this. The name of a child match the mission of this child. So this is the reason why we see in the Bible for about 2,000 years, they foretell the, the, the coming of Jesus is going to be the, other, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. He's going to bring uh, a comfort to, to, to humanity. Uh, God going to dwell among us. That's, that was his name. And he come and he fulfilled his mission. His mission was in his name. So everything is in control. God knows his children. He knows exactly where his, ch his children, why he have a, a child. And the purpose of the child. It is not like us. So. <clears throat> no matter. How we come to the, to the world. No matter how. God is in control. According to Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. You know this verse. And God is in control. Brothers and sisters, we are part of God's family. According to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5. He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. He will never for forsake us. He was with Jesus at the cross. The same way he will be with us. He knows the plan he has for us. Plan to prosper us and not to harm us. Plan to give us hope. And a future, God our Father created each one of us in Jesus for a purpose. We are not here by accident. He created our life first and he gave us life in Jesus to live it. Psalms 139 verse 14 to 18, I praise you. Because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And he continued to say, how precious to me are your thoughts concerning me, God. 
He's thinking about us. We are always in his thoughts. We have a father who cares about us. My God thinks about me. Unfortunately, some of, some of, some of us, we, we let the situations on, on this life keep us from living this reality. It's truth. The word of God is truth. The same way that you see Jesus was become flesh is the same way this word want to act in each one of us lives. It can act if we let, it, let this word penetrate. It can change it for real and forever. God knows you. Jesus paid it all at the cross. We just sung this song. And in my church, I, in my church in Haiti, I always tell them that no matter how your father meet your mom, probably in Haiti, you know, we have a lot of children who's born outside of the bond of the matrimonial, of matrimony. Probably it's different here. Uh, is, is it right? Different? I don't know, probably. <laughs> but it could be adultery. It could be probably, unfortunately, you know, with violence. But no matter how you hear, God is powerful, He's in control, He's your dad. Through Jesus, He adopts us. He knows everything, every single thing. He's in control. He will never let anything come into our life if it was if it wasn't his will. So why should we be worried? He knows exactly what you need to accomplish your mission. He will provide it no matter what. He said, consider, Jesus said, verse 27, verse 27, he said, consider the birds. Consider the birds. The birds, they don't sow, they don't harvest, but the birds are wonderfully made. They are, they are healthy. There are some birds in Haiti. We have uh, some fields we call fields of millet. Millet, it's a little grain. Someone knows millet? Okay. So we have those birds. When, the, when, they, when they get into those fields, sometimes they fall asleep. They could not even fly away. They eat too much. <laughs> They're too heavy. It's you. So the Lord created them. And then they have no worry. They just fly. And then they just find something to eat. Or they're happy. And then they go. Oh. I don't know. What I'm going to eat tomorrow. But tomorrow is tomorrow. Today have his load. Tomorrow going to have his load. Jesus said that to them. At another place. Let tomorrow take care of his own load. But today, just face it with the word of God, with prayer. Consider the wildflowers that grow naturally. You're worth more than them. <laughs> and Solomon, he was a really rich king. None of his clothes never match one of those flowers. Style, colors. Jesus said it. If Jesus said it, it's true. You need to let everything go. 
You need, we need to let everything that can stop us from contemplating the greatest, the powerful God that we serve, that we're serving. Jesus said to them in verse 33, in order in order to see God as your father and as your shepherd to have control and to exercise his power in your life, he said you need to sell your possessions and give to the poor. What it means, are we going to sell everything we possess? Our car? Our house? No. We have things in our hearts. We have things in our lives that we use to move from one point to another point. Jesus said we need to give away those things to the world. Let, the, let them go and use God. We need to start moving with God. Let us move with God. Let us move in every hour we are in our, in our lives with God. We have security in America. Safety. The cars are all insured. You have insurance in the car, in the house. No, no worry. Just go in. And then you just, you take the car, you go. In Haiti, it's different. You buy a new car, it's broke. You're going to repair it. You're going to start from crash. You're going to start from scratch because there is no insurance. So we know before we, we start. We stop a little bit and we say, God, please lead us. <laughs> Protect me, please. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Because we know that we have no insurance. Before we leave the house, God, we, don't, we, we only have you to protect this house. Please protect the house for us. Am I ready in 35 minutes? About, about, about 20, 20, 20, 20, 25 minutes. So, we need to let everything go. We need to practice it. It's not going to come easily. We need to practice it. Let it go. Let it go. We need to redefine our lives and let him have control and exercise his power. Is Psalms 139. Oh, God is thinking about us every day. In this very moment, God is thinking about you. In this very moment, oh, God Almighty, your Father, my Father, our Shepherd, is thinking about us, each one of us. He will give us everything in this life. According to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, He will give everything to us once we let this truth become reality in our life every time you what i what, what i i was say to my kids i said to my kids when you lose something do not do not uh do not get mad because when you once you get mad when you lose something if you lose your key this key gonna hide somewhere that you will never find it <laughs> and when you become calm you said oh there is a key <laughs> you just put it in your pocket so when you lose a key, do not be worried. Oh, my keys. I, lost, I just lost my key. And you're going to find it. 
So this is the way God wants us to have peace. When you are fighting to get something, it's, this thing is, is running away from you. According to the principle that Jesus just teaches us. Every time you're going to think about Jesus, you need to think about God as your father, as your shepherd. We need to focus first on the kingdom of God. And after everything will come to us. To live on earth is not an easy job. It will not come naturally because we are all dead. It will come only, only through the blood of Jesus to, to go through this path and this following word. Because God is powerful, because God is in control through Jesus by his blood, by his sacrifice. He paid the penalty of our sin. He paid it all in order for us to be who you are, who we are today, children of God, protected by his power, guiding by his strength. We need to let it go to the poor. Let it go to the world. Everything that can lead us. Except from the, the, uh, from, from the power of God. As, as to conclude. I will pray a little bit. And then I will sing a song. Father, I give you thanks and glory for everything you did in our lives. You are a true father to us. You are our shepherd. You will lead us. We ask you, Lord, to teach us how to relate only on you, not on our abilities or capacities or wealth, but on you alone help us lord we want to redefine the way we are living we want to put everything on jesus in the name of jesus lord we ask you to bless this church bless christ community church more and more each member the leaders the deacons the elders the pastor and his family everyone lord May this church continue to be a light in this area for your glory, Lord. You are our Father. We love you. We love you, Lord. We love you. Thank you, Jesus, for this lesson that you teach us this morning. May we let this lesson continue to penetrate our heart so we can be happy in this world. Papi, moins besoin, virer je garde me souple, voir où manquer, présence sous toi peloyer, où c'est manger chaque jour. Souf qui fait ma vivre, moins besoin, moins besoin, qui t'aime tant de voix ou piplis, qui t'aime qu'un béois ou piplis, qui t'aime coller sous ou piplis, 
Rete bokotem, se desimwen. Rete bokotem, se desimwen, se Yes, Lord, you are our papi, our father. We need you. Please turn your eyes and look at us. We miss your voice, Lord. You are our God. And we, you are our daily meal. You are the breath which make, uh, make we live. Make us live. Let us touch you. Let, let us touch you, Lord. Let us hold you. We want to dwell with you forever, dear God. Papi, mwembez wèo, vire jeo gadem souple, voao mankem, présence sou twop eloyem, ou se manjem chak jou, souf ki fe ma viv, mwembez wèo. Mwembezwao, ki temtande vwa ou piplis, ki temkembe wabu piplis, ki temkole sou ou piplis, rete bokote ou, se desimwa, rete bokote ou. May God bless you.